This is VOA News in Washington. I'm Jeff Custer. Gaza's health ministry spokesman Ashraf al-Gidri said Thursday at least 70 people were killed as Palestinians lined up for humanitarian assistance and another 280 people were wounded. The war has driven 80% of Gaza's population of 2.3 million Palestinians from their homes and UN officials say a quarter of the population is starving. More than 90, 30,000 Palestinians have been killed in the Gaza Strip since the start of the Israeli Hamas war nearly five months ago. Latest attacks on Thursday come as U.N. High Commissioner for Human Rights Volker Turk delivered his report on the situation in the occupied Palestinian territory as part of the 55, 55th session of the U.N. Human Rights Council in Geneva. He said there were no words to describe what is happening in Gaza. The attacks on Israeli civilians on 7 and 8 October were shocking, profoundly traumatizing and totally unjustifiable. The killing of civilians, reports of torture and sexual violence inflicted by Hamas and other Palestinian armed groups, and the holding of hostages since that time are appalling and entirely wrong. And so is the brutality of the Israeli response. The Turks said there have been documented cases of war crimes and numerous violations of international law on both sides, and the war must end. Russian President Vladimir Putin has vowed to fulfill Moscow's goals in in Ukraine and sternly warned the, uh, the West against a deeper involvement in the fighting, saying it's fraught with the risk of a global nuclear conflict. Putin's warning came in a state of the nation address Thursday ahead of next month's Russian elections, which he is all but certain to win. In an apparent reference to French President Emmanuel Macron's statement earlier in the week, this week that Western ground troops deployed to, uh, deployed to Ukraine should not be ruled out, Putin said it would lead to tragic consequences. This is VOA News. The eyes of press freedom advocates and U.S. intelligence officials are on London, where the high court set to rule on the fate of Julian Assange. Washington wants him extradited to face 18 charges tied to the hacking and theft of classified material. VOA's national security correspondent Jeff Selden reports. How people see Julian Assange and the work of his whistleblowing website WikiLeaks depends on where they stand. Roy Gutterman, director of the Tully Center for Free Speech, at Syracuse University. The, the implications on press freedom really depend on how we categorize uh, Julian Assange himself. Is he a journalist? Is he some sort of dissident? Is he an activist? Is he a hacker? Press freedom advocates like Trevor Tim with the Freedom of the Press Foundation say it's not that simple. It does not matter if you think Julian Assange is a journalist. What matters is, is that he is charged and uh, and the prosecution essentially alleges that he was engaged in regular news gathering activities. If he is found guilty and the prosecution is held up, it means that all that stuff that journalists do all the time will become criminalized. Jeff Selden, VOA News, Washington. Some survivors of Uganda's notorious Lords of Resistance Army rebel group, which terrorized the nation for 20 years, have reacted with dismay after the International Criminal Court ordered over $56 million to be paid to the victims of its top commander and warlord, Dominic Anguin. An amount, when spread among 50,000 victims, will equate to little over $800. Reuters correspondent David Doyle reports. In the northern Ugandan city Gulu, a former LRA abductee, Adong Winnie, said she's not happy. The order, it's unfair because if they're paying us 750, that's around 3 million Ugandan money. That is really little money. Like, for example, for me, I was shot. My hand, I've lost my hand. I can't do any heavy work. So that money can't even buy me land. It can't even reparate what I lost in my life. 
In 2021, Ongren, a former child soldier who rose through the ranks of the LRA, was convicted and sentenced to 25 years in prison on 60 counts of war crimes and crimes against humanity. They included rape, murder and child abduction. That's Reuters correspondent David Doyle reporting. U.S. federal health officials said Wednesday older U.S. adults who got a COVID-19 shot last fall should get a booster dose now. Those age 65 and older should get another dose of the updated vaccine that became available in September if at least four months have passed, according to the recommendation. An expert panel proposed the recommendation after a lengthy discussion about whether to say older people may get shots or if they should do so. That reflects a debate among experts on how necessary a booster is and whether yet another shot recommendation will add to growing vaccine fatigue. In Washington, I'm Jeff Custer. This is DOA News.